Real Talk with Grace Redmond features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes Conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redmond. It's Grace Redmond. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of Real Talk, where I get to have a real life raw conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities who have overcome challenges and created amazing. Today, my return guest is Judy James. Judy is a wife, mother, grandmother, inspirationalist, Reiki master, mind, body, spirit practitioner, writer, author, speaker, and Judy's also been a hairstylist for 40 years. Can you imagine that? Isn't crazy? Judy loves to spend time with family and friends, travel, learn, teach, and mentor. Judy started her journey back to herself in her late 40s when she focused on and prioritized her search for inner peace. She came to realize that lasting peace would come in unexpected ways that didn't always look peaceful on the outside. Her strong connection with spirit was and remains her guiding force. Judy is the author of Out of Hiding, Finding the Courage to Be Me, and contributing co-author to the 2018 Amazon bestseller, bestseller, The 52 Weeks of Gratitude Journal. Judy, I'm going to bring you on right now, sister. Where are you at? Here you go. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> oh, my God. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening, wherever you are. I'm so excited to have you on. And... So excited about your recent book launch, sister. Wow. Amazing. It's been surreal. It really has. It it has. Um, I did not see this coming. I did not see this coming. Amazing. Before we got on, Judy and I like got into these, this deep conversation. I said, oh my gosh, Judy, why can't we be live, live right now? So it's going to be um, a great you know, time with all of you over the next um, 30, 40 minutes, because this, what I love about this book, Judy, is it's so authentic um, and real. And you talk about things that most of us um, have a hard time talking about. And you, you know, things to the surface. Yeah. Um, and I was so surface most of my life, you know, until the past 10 years, I've been really working on that. And I realized I have always been drawn to authentic people. Mm. And I, I didn't, I didn't catch that key or what that was, but, um, people who can be themselves without any sort of, um, apology. I love that. And what is that? But what does that really look like? What does that look like? Because it's how do you define authentic? How do we define I think that? it's just being able to be who you are instead of stopping yourself from saying something that you want to say because of fear of how it's going to be taken by somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not that I don't mean that like um, 
that that you're too bold or too anything like that. I don't think it's like that. I think it's just speaking your piece, speaking mm-hmm. your mind in a kind way, mm-hmm. uh, but yet unapologetic, right? And uh, I, I've never been able to really do that. It's always been, I've always been afraid of what someone else would think or say or, you know, repercussions from it, that kind of thing. So I always stopped myself for that, you know. As, as you're talking, I feel a tightness in my chest because the world around me also conditioned me that way. It's like you, it was rare that you were encouraged to speak what was on your mind. You always had to say what the other person wanted to hear, but not with insincerity. It was just, you couldn't be authentic out of hurting the other person, um, out of being fear of what you would, you know, how you would look. And so then we wore a mask mm-hmm. and yeah. it'd be a different mask depending on, you know, I don't know if you could relate. Like I wore a mask with, you know, this group because I knew how they were, what, what, how their box was. Then I wear a different mask. And then you get to a point where you don't know who you are. Right. And right. I need, and I always, say, and it always, um, <laughs> I thought was a really great thing that I could be a chameleon. And I was a chameleon and, too, sister. Yeah, but I thought it was a I thought it was a gift. In in a right? way it can be. I mean in there's a way some it can things, be. Yeah, there's some things about it that are. Uh but I took it to a, a, a level that <laughs> that wasn't a good way to be, right? It was a level of um fitting in, right? Right. And um uh, so yeah, that that is not the you know, the great part about being a chameleon. Mm-hmm. But like so basically showing up um not as your true self, but the way the other person may want to see you. So instead the way of being, I thought. Okay, so instead of being authentic and saying, um, you know, that's not what you're doing right now isn't really a good idea, just saying, oh sure, whatever you want to do is fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scared of the repercussions or um yeah. And and I can relate to that because that's exactly what I was taught. Just don't, not though, don't tell the truth in a bad way. I don't mean it like that. It's not about lying. It's about appeasing. Mm-hmm. Don't make waves. Right. right. Don't make waves. Right. Don't just make go waves. Along. And just so what happens along. to us when we just don't make the waves and we kind of suck down everything that we really want to say? Yeah, we, we just, uh, that's what I did is piled all that on top of who I, I am. And I, I didn't even know who I was anymore. Had no clue, no clue. Um, and you know, 40 years I piled that on. So there was a lot, there was a lot. Um, and now with, with all, you know, and especially in the past year, I, I, I have become who I am and I know that I can feel that I can sense that I can, I embody that. And, and it's so natural. It's so familiar. Right. And then on the other hand, I go, who the hell are you? You know, know, you were, you didn't, you didn't want to get on a live and you didn't want to, you know, step out and you didn't, 
think you were going to share this book with anyone and you, you know, all these things. So the other part of me is like, <laughs> who are it. you? I love it. <laughs> but and it's so familiar. It, and that's what we were talking about before we went, you know, live is like six months ago, um, you know, could you have done that book launch? Could you have stepped into who you are today? Not even six months ago. Not even six months ago. So to tell us more about that. What does that mean? Well, I think we're just given, you know, in, in increments, what we can, what we can do and what we can, um, how we can go a step further. And I just wouldn't have been ready. It's taken everything in the past six months to get me ready to be where I am today. So we, we know that, right? And I, I've been so impatient because all my life I've waited for something. From the time I was young, I knew something was coming. So, and, and I did hair and I thought hair was going to be it. Got bored in the hair world. And then I started looking at it differently. I started looking at it in my like I say in my um, presentations that I do, uh, I started looking with my heart mm. and looking at relationships. And so that, you know, that changed the whole dynamic of it for me. I did um, some teaching, working for major brands, thing like that, all, all trying to find the thing, right? The thing. So I was chasing the thing. Mm. And so what the difference is now is the thing found me. Oh my because gosh, that's beautiful. Chasing. Yeah, I stopped chasing. I was me. I I became me. And so it, it was here. And and that's been yeah. That's and that's been my um uh, for the past couple of years my intention that that's always with me is to be the me that I came here to be and to be the best version of me that I can be. And this is what happened. I didn't have to plan any of it, not one thing. I didn't have to look. I didn't have to be frustrated. I didn't have to beg people. I didn't have to please people. I didn't have to, I didn't have to do anything except say yes. That's what I had to do. Say yes to yes to whatever was the next thing mm. okay you should write what the hell i've never written in my life are you freaking kidding me but i didn't I, well i might have said that well you're <laughs> but, a writer i'll tell you that much but i also did it any any guidance that came to me i did it i can't say i didn't question it because i probably, uh, you know, sometimes had a little question like this is, this is crazy shit. Like, I don't know about this. Right. But, <laughs> but I did it anyway. I did it anyway. So was there like an aha moment or a time where you knew, okay, I, I, I'm a hairdresser. I've been doing this forever. What was that first step? Cause is there a catalyst? Is there an aha? Is there like, uh, now I maybe know what the thing is or what the fir first thing to do is. It just, it just unfolds so miraculously and slowly and it's like slow motion, right? So when we were off in the pandemic and I probably told this story the last time, I'm not sure. Uh, I had a, two speaking things 
to prepare for. I was speaking at a hair conference and I was speaking uh, to the Elevate community, Sunny's community. Mm-hmm. And I, I hired a mentor to help me with that. And, and I had had for a year, year and a half previous, uh, a goal in the mastermind group to start a website. I didn't know why, but I just knew I needed a website to start a blog. Knew I, and I don't know why and what am I going to write about? I don't know, but that's what came to me to do. So none of this stuff was like coming together, but then the six weeks I'm off, hire the mentor. He, I, I write something and he says, you have no idea what you have here. Mm. He says, do this, this, this. And it unfolded like, like you see dominoes go down just mm-hmm. like that. So I found um, my uh, bonus daughter does all my social work, I, my social media work. Um, and does all of that for me. You know, all this came together in the six weeks. And I started posting on a blog, got a newsletter out. And, 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 so it's just, it's just following that. It's following mm-hmm. that guidance. And we have it. We all have it. Everyone has it. We do. And what, what you're talking about is what Abraham Hicks talks about, which I love Abraham Hicks, is the inspired mm-hmm. action. Yeah. It's like when that knowing comes and you just are inspired to take that step. And that's exactly what it sounds like. You had this seed in your heart and then you didn't know, or or like you call it that thing. And then one thing after another came and you were inspired to take, you know, each step. And before we went live, we talked about that. Like right now he's talked about the domino effect that, you know, each step, we have to go through each step to get here. It's like, if we jump from here to here, we wouldn't be ready and we'd self-sabotage it. Right. Right. And, and this is, this just came to me like the last day or two, um, because you're in the mastermind group with me and, you know, I've really struggled with service, the service piece, because well, Sunny is so service, right? Everything. I mean, her heart is service. Yeah, she's amazing. And I just I just haven't felt that. Part of that is because of of my um is self-sabotaging, you know, my self-esteem. Part of it is uh but what I've realized and I wrote about this, I wrote my blog post for next week today and I wrote about this um, I realized that I have all, I, I came here to serve. Amen, sister. Yes. I came here to serve. And what that looked like for me, how I learned and what I thought service was ended up being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being, um, putting myself last and it ended up being, um, self-sabotage ended up being all those things. So that's why service, I thought that was service. I thought I was serving Mm. and it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. So this is what I'm equating service to. So it just made sense that I, I'm like service. It doesn't sound right to me. I could relate. I could relate to that. Um, I think, you know, we have, we have similarities where as my entire life I was giving and people pleasing and serving and Mm -hmm. serving that um, my back is like tightening up as I talk. Um, Mm -hmm. Same thing. It's like, okay, 
do I really want to do this? However, when we are stepping into ourselves and being our authentic self and healing our wounds and sharing and showing up and, and, and writing and telling your story, that's service right there. Well, it is. It's totally service. And it's exactly what you said. Service is sharing. Mm. Service is not doing mm. right oh. in that sense. In that sense, it is not doing, it's being. And so I feel like it's kind of come like this now because I light up now when I think about service, when I speak to people and I can see light bulbs come on. It's like, I'm sharing, I'm, I'm being, I'm being, that's what it is. I'm being. And, and that's what it is. It's not. And, you know, when I look back on all the people pleasing and all the things that I thought I was doing for service, I was expecting something in return for everything I did, whether it was, uh, you know, a kudos or a thank you, or a, uh, I'll do something for you, whatever it was, I was doing all that with expectation. That's not service. That is not service. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And I can relate because same thing. I was taught for mm -hmm. to get to get attention, to be recognized was to do, to do as yep. much as possible for mm -hmm. everyone. And I'm getting emotional because that was the only way that I would get um, any type of attention is if I mm -hmm. was doing. And so the expectation, you know, as a child, you want to be seen. And so I learned, like, if I do all this and I give to you, then you might give me a thank you. And you're right. That's not service. That's not service. That's the ego. And it's, it's, was it not, not a, neither here nor there, not a good or bad thing is, but that's what we learn. And then we take it into our adulthood. And then you talked about this, the busyness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so that many layers under busyness. Mm -hmm. That was a total self-sabotage and uh, just piling more on because of the fear of being who I am. And the crazy thing is, once you just go, okay. I, I, I give up, I, 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 here I am. It's, and it sounds even weird to say this, but it's so easy. It's so easy. It is. And it's, and it's so complicated and it's so hard, but it's so easy. It is. It's like when we release that expectation and step into our worth, that is the core of it all is mm. self-love and worth. It's like if, if we, if we can step into our worth or when we step into our worth, everything else doesn't matter. Yeah. Because we know who we are and I can show up like, I can say fuck if I want. And it doesn't matter because I don't care if you're judging me because I know who I am. Your judgment doesn't phase me. Right. Right. It doesn't. It's not about you. No. It's, about it's totally right. about someone else. Right. And that's empowering. That's That's been one of the most empowering experiences for me. Mm -hmm. Me too. I agree. To, totally. Because we were raised to worry about what everybody says everything like we are you know our book of shame was this big 
Mm-hmm. You know, can you see my hands? You know, yeah. <laughs> everything you did was shameful. Everything you did was bad. Everything you did was if someone sees you and they know it, it was everything was shameful. Like if you you breathe, it was shameful. Being born a woman was shameful. Mm-hmm. And those are all, that's all bullshit stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I tell about in uh, uh, the uh, presentation that I did over the weekend uh, about boundaries I tell about how, you know, I would go around all day long taking on other people's emotions. Mm. And I didn't know I was doing this at the time. I had no idea what was going on, but I was taking those emotions in and I was stuffing them down Mm. and I was stuffing them down because I didn't want to feel them. I couldn't handle feel them, feeling them. I, I didn't want that. So I pushed that all away. But when I pushed that away, I didn't feel the good stuff either. Oh, because you can't, you can't go, you can't have one without the other. Right. The contrast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could only feel the, the love as much as I could feel the pain that I, you know, that I would let myself allow myself to feel. Ooh. Yeah. And, and so, so that keeps you in this small little place, right? Because you can't go too much this way. You can't go too much this way. It, it's because, is it because you're compartmentalizing what you're feeling? Mm-hmm. And if you open up Pandora's box, it's just going to all spill out mm-hmm. and deal with it. I think so. And then, you know, it's what I, what I say in the, in the uh, presentation is, you know, then I would go home at night and I would walk in the door and perhaps see a dirty sock on the floor. <laughs> Your shit. Right? That dirty sock. And those emotions came spewing out of me like a volcano, right? Like a volcano erupting. And um, yeah, I just, I, I went on for years like that in that cycle of, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Sit down. I'm good. Yep. Whatever you want. No problem. You know, and then the resentment builds and builds and builds. And then it's like, bam, and explodes. And there's nothing you can like, by the time, by the time we get to that point, there's no, you're at the point of no return. You can't go back and fix anything because it's already been broken. And the relationships are like, you know, because we don't know how to say what we want. Yeah. All that resentment just eats us up. And then it's, in my experience, it's like, by the time that comes, it's too late. Well, so you get that all out and you feel this brief moment, real brief moment of, but then before you even get that breath out, this big wave of guilt and shame just yes. hits you, right? Mm-hmm. Guilt and shame both. Cause guilt is I did bad and shame as I am bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I had both of those. I mean, I, I thought I was bad and I thought I did bad. So then like kind of getting back to the boundaries thing. Um, that's why I couldn't set boundaries. That's why I didn't know how to set boundaries because I wanted to be liked mm-hmm. and I wanted to make up for acting like such a screaming <laughs> crazy person right when i was blowing all those emotions out mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it's just um 
I could really don't know what we don't know. No, we don't know what we don't know. And it, that seems normal. I mean, it seemed normal in, in our, in the world, in my world that I lived in. And, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm on, I don't want to call anything good or bad. It's just when I stepped back, I was like, wow, this is not healthy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. And that's where, you know, the healing started. The, for me was the boundaries and it wasn't easy. You know, and, and like you talk about in the book, it's this is not an easy journey. Right. But the other side is freedom and peace. Total freedom. Um, something. That you took, yeah. Right. I, I, I don't think I could ever go back to the way I was. No. I mean, it's like once you come out of that box. Um, there's no going you can't back. Fit back in. Like no. you're like this. You can't fit yeah. back in. No, that box is like this, right? So you felt like suffocate. I know for me, if you can, this resonates for you. Like I felt suffocated. Um, And sometimes like I didn't, I couldn't breathe. And I didn't realize it was because of all that, the guilt, the shame, the resentment, the doing, the people pleasing, and just not focusing on me and trying to be everything to everyone which is um, self-sabotage. It's, it doesn't work. You're going you're gonna to hurt yourself. Yep. Something yeah. that I wanted to touch on, sorry for interrupting no, you, um, was there, you know, we talked about like the characters in our story, the people that are our biggest, t- or that bring us the most heartache mm-hmm. are typically our biggest teachers. So if you can kind of, touch on that a little bit for us. Yeah, I definitely have found that. And I am, I'm beyond grateful to be at a place in my life where I am absolutely humbled that on a soul level, those characters in my life, um, played out the role that they needed to play out for me to learn the lessons that I needed to learn. Um, and I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't a fast learner. <laughs> so they had to work really hard and be really um, probably like they really didn't want to be, you know, for me to teach, you know, for me to learn those lessons. So I'm humbled. I'm humbled. Um And what does that mean? Like, if you can give us an example. Like with my mom, um, she was such a great person. And she had struggles. She had deep struggles. And she didn't know either. Like, you know, we didn't know. And she had no idea um, the things that I suffered because of, of the way she was. Right. And it wasn't on purpose. She didn't do it on purpose, but all those things, um, taught me to want to live my life different. And, and that's the gift is wanting to, to live your life different, wanting to learn from those things. And, um, you know, I talk about that a lot in the book with my mom. I learned, Mm -hmm learned those things from her and, uh, and moved on, you know? I, 
that resonates for me because I had a very tumultuous relationship with my mother. Um, although she was an amazing and loving and kind, um, she was tough on me. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to, I'm getting emotional. It took me a long time to forgive her. But as mm -hmm. I look back on the journey, she needed to be that character for me to, to learn to, okay, like I need to do things different. Like watching her suffer and struggle was a catalyst for me to do things different. And now right. I see, like, you know, I was talking to you earlier, like those people that I viewed as villains, you know, in, in my life, in my story, now I appreciate them because they were the motivators mm -hmm. that, you know, propelled me to succeed because that was the only way that I could fight was mm -hmm. through success. And so now when I look back, I'm like, yes, those people played their roles and I'm so grateful for every single one of them. And it's crazy right now to sit here with you and say that. Yeah, yeah, mm. it is. But to me, that is full circle gratitude. Yeah. You can get to that place. Your life changes. I mean, you're, you, you are completely responsible mm -hmm. for your own actions, words, thoughts. Yes. Feelings. You're, you are totally responsible for yours when you can do that, when that can come full circle. Mm, right. That's because huge. I know my part in it too. Right. I had a part in all of those relationships. I for sure had a part, um, but I've taken responsibility for my part. And yeah. here's the tough part is the forgiveness Mm -hmm. that's been really hard for me me too it's not easy and you're right it's, it's like taking accountability and responsibility and i'll take responsibility right now and it was i wanted to be liked i wanted to be loved i wanted to be accepted i didn't set my boundaries um i was people pleasing i wanted love from the outside it wasn't coming from the inside and that put me in a vulnerable you know position to be used and taken advantage of, advantage of. It wasn't their fault. No, no. Um, yeah. And that, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of work to get to that place. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of work to get it to was, that place. It's been a lot of work, but it's been, um, I'll tell you what, I mean, it's been a lot of work, but it's been worth it. It's been worth oh. it because like, oh my gosh. the life I live right now, like I, I wrote a post the other week, like if you told me this is a life I'll be living right now, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. For sure. For sure. That's what I kept, I said earlier when we were um, before the show. Um, last week, I felt like I was just going to wake up and it was going to be a dream. Like this cannot really be my life. Like I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for me to believe it. <laughs> this is your life. And, um, it's been amazing to witness it. It's been yeah. just an honor and privilege to be, you know, on, on this journey with you and to witness it all unfold and you've inspired me, um, you know, every step of the way. I think it's been an amazing co-creative effort, you know, with you yeah. and with Brandy and with the other amazing, yeah. incredible, you know, women, because I see Brandy's here with us all the incredible, amazing women in that group. It's because when you see one person take their step, then you get inspired to take the step. And I think that's so important in this, um, in, in this world where it's so competitive. I don't mm -hmm. think we need to be competitive 
of competition has a place, you know, in sports. And um, I definitely want Sarah to win this weekend. But competition, it doesn't have to be competitive. It can be co-creative. Well, that, you know, we all, every last one of us came here with a different spark of the divine. Mm -hmm. We are all a different spark of the divine. There's nothing to be compared Right. I mean, it's there's really nothing to be compared. We all have our own thing. And yes. as much as we can collaborate and we can, it's still all different. And and I heard Brandy say that yesterday too. And I have thought that all along. She said, I didn't know what my special thing was, right? I didn't either. I, I yeah, I, no. I didn't either. And you know, there was I think I've talked about this before. There was time and Brandy talked about this yesterday. There was times that I would go into comparison because you are such an incredible writer and Brandy's such an articulate speaker and writer that I was like, oh gosh, I'm so raw. I'm so raw and I don't know how to write. But you know, it <laughs> has a different style. So then I learned like, okay, well, this is my style. Yep. You know, yep. and each person has a unique gift and style and you're going to resonate, you know, with, with, with this person. I'll resonate with this. There, there's no each person brings something unique and each of us will be heard by the right person, by the right mm -hmm. tribe, by the right community. There's no competition. There isn't. There really isn't. Yeah. And and that's that's what gets us into struggle is yeah. is thinking that we should be anything but what we are, but who we are, you know, thinking that we should be somebody else's spark. You know, we're not, we're not. We're, you know, we, like you said, we each have a unique gift. And once mm -hmm. we can recognize that, and it's not easy to drop the ego, you know, it's not easy, but once we can kind of draw, get out of our head, I always think of it. Okay, Grace, get out of your head and drop into your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's all here. The, the the brain the mind is keeping us safe and that's why we go into that um comparison because it's scary it's scary to step into who you are because no one told us we could be great they told us to dim our light mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and um it's not scary at all now <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it's it, it was scary it really was I it was scary as hell it yeah, was scary to know. What are they going to say? They're going to think I'm stuck up. Like, who the hell do I think mm -hmm. I am to show up and talk or to post? Um, and who are we not to? Who are we not to? Whoever's listening and watching, who, you know, who, who every one of us has a spark in our heart. Like, mm -hmm. do it. Yep. Who are you not to do it? For sure, because... Uh... You know, we, we just have this life here right now, and um, this is what we've got. Mm -hmm. We are where we are, and we move from here. You know, we keep going. That's right. And we have a choice on how we want to live. And what, mm -hmm. I'm getting emotional, what breaks my heart is that there's so many people around me that I love and I adore. And I see them living, like, in that, which I was there, in that stress, in that perfectionism, in that mm -hmm. codependency. And again, I was there, mm -hmm. but I know there's a different way. And I just want them to, to, to see that. And the hardest thing for me has been to accept each person where they are on their journey. 
-hmm. It's not my journey. It's their journey. But we can, on this earth, in this lifetime, regardless of what's going on around us, we can live a life of freedom and peace and mm -hmm. love and fabulousness and fun. Right. Right. I think that's part of being an empath, though. Do you? Is the part that we think we need to bring everybody with us where we're going. Yeah, I, think I hear so. that a lot. I hear that a lot from from people. Um, and uh, and I always felt that. I always felt like I couldn't go somewhere where I wasn't taking everyone around me in my circle with me. If they didn't want to go, then I couldn't go. I struggled with that. I still struggle with it. If you want me to be, you know, upfront. Um, sure. We do. We do. You know, because it's fun. It's fun over here. You know, and when I see when I see them and it's like, you don't really need to struggle like that. But again, it's, you know, that's the empath in me. And like you said, it's about stepping back, accepting them where they are on their journey and keeping your mouth shut. <laughs> and, you know, we can um, because that's what we're here for. We're here to change, make changes and change yes. the world. And and we can do that from right here, right? That's that's the best way we can do that, not jumping into their lives, but it's by being here. What's and, if, some, if someone's listening and they're having kind of like this is resonating and they're and they're feeling something, you know, kind of going on here? What's one step that they can take to kind of? I know you talk about awareness, awakening. What's one step they can take to possibly step into their awakening? I think um, just taking uh, some time. You know, for me, I think my what. Um, sorry, I had something pop up here. My screen. Uh, what has changed for me more than me more than anything is my morning routine. Mm. You would start a morning routine, even if you start with five minutes for yourself in the morning with no screen time, but just a guided or, or um, self meditation, some quiet time, set an intention for your day. And maybe a little journaling. Like I said, even if it's five minutes to start, if you will give yourself that, then more will come. Then you'll want more because you'll feel so good in that five minutes. And you will see that your day goes so different than if you hit the snooze five times and then have to jump and run and you're late and frustrated. So I think that is a great way to start and it's a doable thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do, you can do that. You can give yourself five, 10 minutes in the morning to start out with. Absolutely. And I agree with you. It's the morning routine has changed my life and it's not long. You know, mm -hmm. I started with 10 minute meditation, then I moved it up to 15 and some mm -hmm. mornings I do do the gratitude. I do the gratitude in my mind every morning. Sometimes I journal, mm -hmm. uh, but it has been a life changer because, you know, like we talked about earlier, earlier, those emotional explosions, they really don't happen often. No, no, no. Because you've filled yourself with what you want to feel and how you want to feel. You've filled yourself with peace, with calm, with connection. So then when things happen throughout the day, 
that's what you have to offer. That's what comes out, not frustration and anger and, and all those things that doesn't come out because you don't have that in there. You don't have room for that because you've filled up mm -hmm. with all that you want with the connection. Mm, that's not so right. You don't, yeah. So you don't have to react. You know, it's, it's not in you. You cleared it out. You mm, know? That's amazing. And, and they say it's, um, we can't get from an empty cup. We come get from an overflowing cup. And so in that morning routine, when you sit and connect to yourself and your higher power, that's what's filling you up. And then you have more energy to give. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. Oh, oh for sure. For sure. So much more. Because so I'm, much more. I'm still a giver. I still love to please. But my giving and my pleasing is coming from a place of love instead mm -hmm. of a place of I want you to like me. I don't care if you like me. I'm going to give because I want yeah. to. Yeah. It's about you. Mm -hmm. And yes, and it's not about how someone else will receive. It's about what you want to do and how you want to give. Yes. Amen. So if there's one thing that you could leave with our audience today, what would it be? Because you've had an incredible journey and um, this book definitely shares a lot of it. What, be, what would one nugget of wisdom that you would leave with our audience today? I think there would be so much less struggle. I know there would have been in my life had I known, known that I was enough mm. and that I could just be, mm. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to do anything. My self-worth never changed. I didn't have to do anything to prove it. And I spent my whole life looking out here for something I already had in here. And I chased it and I chased that shit down. I mean, yeah. I chased it down and there was struggle. I struggled, I struggled, I struggled, struggled. And, and it was just that I was looking for something that I already had. I didn't yeah. have to look for it. I didn't have to look for it. It was there, so but good. I wasn't looking in here. So good. So look in here. Look in here. That's what yeah. I would leave people with. Oh, and I'm just going to leave it at that, sister. Yeah. Beautiful. That was incredible. Always amazing to chat with you and to teach with you and to just sit in this space. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an honor and a privilege, and I look forward to continuing this journey with you. Um, I know it's just going to, there's going to be more and better as, you know, we, we walk this journey. Where can Thank people you so much, Grace. Oh, my pleasure, sweetheart. My, it's been a pleasure. And if um, anyone's interested, this is really an amazing story. It's real. It's raw. It's authentic. Where can they find it? Uh, it is on Amazon. And, oh, that's Lucy. Well, hey, Lucy. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, Lucy. Say hi. Here's oh, so cute. Um, it is on Amazon and it is on my website. You can get it on my website, which is judy-james.com. All right. And I will put all of the information there at the end of the podcast um, once everything goes up on um, the podcast platforms. And I just want to take a minute um, to say hello to everyone who is here. Brandy, hello, Brandy, and Vicky and Sheila. So amazing to see you. Allison, Rachel Elizabeth, 
Helen, always great to see all of you. And to all of you on the replay and who are watching live, thank you so much as always. I am so grateful to have you share your time because I know there are thousands of different podcasts you can watch. And I am humbled that you are here with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate it and share it. We would appreciate it. And until next time, I wish you an incredible day ahead and just know that you are the change. All right. Have an incredible afternoon, Judy. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll Thanks see you so soon. Much, All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.